It's Divas That Care Radio. Stories, strategies, and ideas to inspire positive change. Welcome to Divas That Care, a network of women committed to making our world a better place for everyone. This is a global movement for women, by women, engaged in a collaborative effort to create a better world for future generations. To find out more about the movement, visit divasthatcare.com after the show. Right now, though, stay tuned for another jolt of inspiration. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Divas That Care. My name is Candace Gish. Well, guys, it's going to be a great day today. Uh, I'm excited. We're going to be introducing a brand new diva to our family, and she's going to be sharing a little bit about her life and what an exciting life she does live. If this is your very first time tuning into the Divas That Care, a huge welcome to you. The Divas That Care is now in its 11th season, and we are listened to in over 30 countries around the world. And it's because of all the amazing supporters out there that we're able to continue to do this. And I'm just so grateful that I'm able to interview amazing women. So thank you guys all so much, and a big welcome to you. All right, everybody, let's get going here. Today's guest is Julia Ip. Julia, welcome to the program. Hey, Candice. Thank you so much. I'm so glad to be on here. Well, I'm so excited to be interviewing a fellow Canadian here and a <laughs> fellow globaler. So before we, I wanna, before we kind of get started into the questions that I have for you, would you mind introducing yourself to our listeners? Yeah, for sure. So hello, everyone. My name is Julia, and I'm a senior at Minerva University. I'm double majoring in brand management and design societies. Um, And a large part of my personal mission statement is, um, I guess I want to be a global citizen who uh, designs systems and services that are more sustainable and human-centered in order to help communities effectively achieve social change. Oh, my gosh. That is that is incredible. You know, a lot of people were like, wow, how does she do that? And where did she come across this? And why did she try <laughs> to do this? Yeah, for sure. So I guess talking about Minerva, um, growing up in Canada, I grew up in Markham, Ontario, a small suburb outside of Toronto, um, where everyone, you know, becomes like a doctor, an engineer, an accountant. I was still very much in that generation. And I just feel like, all my life, I grew up in Markham, and I didn't really, like, sure, I went on vacation here and there, um, you know, to the U.S., to Europe, um, but then again, that's just vacation. It's very different from living in a different city or a different location, and I just felt like there was so much more to the world that I had no idea about, um, and I very much grew up in, like, kind of this Markham bubble um, with a very safe small community, very happy where I was, but I did want to gain a more global perspective. And so when I heard about Minerva, it was actually one of my um, good friends in high school who he was a year older than me and in the same business club. And he came back from university um, and just we bumped into each other at a holiday party of all places. And he just, you know, gushed about his university about Minerva and all the things that all experiences he's had. And that just really inspired me to um, apply and see what happens. Very lucky that I got in. Um, And I've been enjoying it ever since. Well, it sounds like an amazing university and you're studying business and what kind of things have you been doing? Because a lot of people think, well, you go to university and you stay at the university, but that's kind of not what you've been experiencing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so the premise of Minerva University is it wants to 
um, I guess, help foster global citizens. And in doing so, we actually traveled to seven cities over four years. Uh, because of COVID, that's kind of shifted a bit, but I've still been able to have lots of really great experiences. So I started out in San Francisco in first year, um, and all the different cities we go to, we actually partner with a local organization uh, to do a project with them um, to see what it's like to work in that culture, but also try to make a little bit of a difference while we are there. So in San Francisco, I was working with the San Francisco Municipal Transportation Agency um, and helping them to develop a certain street, um, street in San Francisco. And then moving forward, I went to Seoul in South Korea, where I helped to uh, design a community rooftop to bring together um, a very diverse community in the location where our residential hall was. I worked with a local architecture firm to do that. And then we went to Hyderabad in India the next semester, uh, where I was working with a local um, nonprofit, or sorry, it's not a nonprofit, it's a social enterprise that works with nonprofits and matches volunteers with nonprofits. So it's just like online matching platform. Um, and that's where, you know, I was using my the business knowledge in academic world <laughs> to help with a real life thing um, to uh, help with their marketing aspects. And then um, after Hyderabad, I went to Berlin in Germany and now London in the UK. Um, and over that time, my most recent project has been working with a local nonprofit actually back in San Francisco, uh, Miracle Messages, to help uh, rebuild our unhoused individuals' um, social support system. So lots of different things wow. I've been doing for the past four years in many different places. Um, but the gist of it is that, you know, in everywhere I go, I think I've always been trying to combine my business education with practical real life application and specifically yeah. in building communities somehow. Well, and wow, and to do it hands on. I think that's what I love about education is I've always been a firm believer is that it's really important to do book stuff, but it's also important to be hands-on and to be able to learn it practically. Sure. And you've definitely done that on a huge scale. For sure, for sure. And, I mean, I'm just one student at my university, right? Like, there's so many other amazing students at my university doing so, so many amazing things. So I think education, definitely very important, and I'm so glad that Minerva's University uh, came into existence. <laughs> You know what? I can definitely see that. That's fantastic. And I, I love hearing about that. I wish more universities were like that. For sure. I think, I mean, I think nowadays, too, like more universities are incorporating a more practical aspect, whether it's like through a co-op program um, or through like internships and stuff like that. Um, so glad that we're moving in that direction. Yes, exactly. So, you are very passionate about, you were know, mentioning communities and helping with sustainability. So tell me a little bit about that because I'm really excited to hear what your mission is and what you're trying to do with that. Yeah, for sure. So I guess um, going back to, I guess, why I'm so passionate about building community, uh, you know, growing up, I was really lucky to have a really strong social support system and a very large extended family, uh, lots of friends that supported me throughout school. Um, and 
I kind of grew up in that bubble and never really thought about how valuable these social connections were to my well-being. I definitely took it for granted. Um, and then fast forward to college, when I chose to go to Minerva University, uh, went to San Francisco, I had this like really idealized um, like vision of a super like high tech city, you know, like Silicon Valley tech startup kind of vibe. And so you can imagine uh, when I landed there in my first year, it was a complete surprise in terms of um, just how bad the problem of chronic homelessness was in San Francisco. My mm -hmm. residential hall was located right at the edge of Tenderloin, which for people who haven't been to San Francisco, it's like an area with a really high concentration of homelessness. And so it was really my first time seeing homelessness so upfront. Um, I was quite disturbed by just how bad it had gone, and I really wanted to learn more. So I actually started participating in one-on-one -on -one chats with a senior in the Tenderloin District as part of a loneliness intervention program at the Global Brain Health Institute. And that's when things started to click for me. Um, I That's when I realized just how, like, how fortunate I was to have the social connections that I did and I continue to have. Um, and speaking to these individuals, you know, as, as bad as their life circumstances were, the one thing that seemed to keep them like waking up every morning and continue to going were their social connections, uh, were their friends. And so, you know, I thought of all the people who are not in this program, people who did not have anyone to talk to or rely on, and I became really fascinated by the concept of community and what the lack of community could result in. So traveling around the world, I've had to to understand what community is like in those different cultures and how they uh, continue. I love that. And it's, what an important thing that you're doing. And this is something that you really want to talk about today. Um, how do people get involved in Miracle Messages? How do they – what kind of a program – like I know you said it's just in, it's in San Francisco. Uh, so mm -hmm. are you just looking for – individual to support you there or is this more of a is this a program that's expanded into different cities yeah for sure so miracle messages specifically is a nonprofit that aims to end relational poverty in this on the streets by rebuilding social support systems for unhoused individuals um, so talking a little bit more about what that actually means and how people can help um, you know, I've never really heard of the term relational poverty before working with them, but it, you know, it just makes sense, you know, without someone to check in on you, it can be really hard to get through challenging times, and thus you kind of get into this state of social isolation, and oftentimes that results in homelessness. Um, so I decided to volunteer with Miracle Messages, learn more, and hopefully make a difference. You know, I right now volunteer with them. Uh, just through their intern program and then also um, helping them out with their uh, basic income pilot program they just completed called Miracle Money, uh, which is the, the program evaluation report is coming out very soon, so definitely recommend checking that out. Uh, but in terms of ways to get involved, so they are um, all over the U.S. So they have places in South Florida, places in Texas. Um, it is growing very, very quickly. Um, we're expanding to LA soon as well. And the best part about it is that it is 100% remote, remote volunteering. Um, you can join our um, group outreach sessions in the cities we're located, which you can find in our, on our website if you want. But 
we also offer 100% remote volunteering as well, which has, I think, been a really good way to get people involved, especially during this time and COVID, during COVID-19 where, you know, interaction, we want to socially distance each other still. Um, so one way to get involved is you can sign up to be a Miracle Friends buddy. So essentially we have a program called Miracle Friends where you get matched one-on-one with um, an unhoused individual and you just become friends. You just chat with them, you listen to them, they listen to you, you learn from each other. Um, and you know, that's just like one or two hours a week commitment. Uh, you just sign up on our website and you can just become a volunteer just like that, go through a training session or two and that's it. Or you can also become a case solving volunteer. So the other program we offer is a, a reunion program. So essentially we reunite unhoused individuals with their loved ones. So, you know, some, a lot of people, um, like some people who are experiencing homelessness sometimes disconnect from their loved ones for many different reasons, right? Sometimes it, you know, there's a bad relationship, but sometimes it's also bureaucratic things too. Sometimes um, there, something medical happens to them and because of regulations, it makes it really hard for family members to find them. So we're all about trying to use technology for good, trying to use social media, use our databases to help locate their loved ones and then we we reunite them. But in order to do that, we need people to actually help find people. So that's what the case solving volunteer would be like. You get a case to work on and you're trying to help reunite an unhoused individual with their loved one together. And that you can also find up on our website, um, www.miraclemessages.org slash get involved you can find out everything over there and then lastly um, you can donate of course so giving tuesday i think the official giving tuesday was last tuesday but of course it's still accepting donations so we love um all your support um it goes towards our unhoused individuals and reuniting people what an amazing thing that you're doing so you got your program's a little bit different than um, some other programs out there because you're trying to, you were mentioning caseworkers, like case people that are helping them reunite with people that might not be in their location because they might be in a different city in a different place in, in the United States. Yes, exactly. And the thing is, it's not, so the people who are volunteering, who are helping to reunite individuals, they're not caseworkers. They're just, we call them case solving volunteers. Yeah. And they're just everyday individuals like you and me who can just use our technology, use our ability to, you know, stalk people on social media, if you will. Um, I think that's great. Or, you know, <laughs> other tools, of course, and not in social media. We have other databases <laughs> to use. Uh, but, yeah, so if you're really good at, you know, finding people on social media, you probably are pretty good at You'll be probably pretty good at oh doing my job. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. This was probably a big culture shock for you to see homeless people, but is this something that's happening more and more? Do you find that there's more and more individuals now becoming homeless? Is that more due to the COVID issue, or is this just life? Like, is this just kind of like a trend that's happening? Yeah, so homelessness has been on the rise for quite a, quite a while. Um, and especially during COVID-19, there's been this like really massive eviction crisis across the states um, because people just can't can't afford to be in their um, apartments anymore, their locations anymore. Uh, so there's definitely a need. There's a really massive need. Um, 
to help our um, unhoused individuals get housing. And of course, the thing is like with, with homelessness, like there's always going to be homelessness in any city, but what we're trying to work towards, well, everyone in you know the homelessness space we're trying to work towards is um, reducing it to functional zero, which is essentially like, you know, the concept that there's always going to be homelessness, but we want to make it so that when you are homeless, it is super brief for a super brief period. And there is enough uh, resources in our systems to, to get you out of homelessness very quickly. Oh, perfect. Um, and that's what we're trying to get to, right? Because, of course, things will happen. Of course, we'll always have homelessness, but we want to make sure that we're trying to get to the point where we can make sure that when you are, you're there for a very brief period. I like that idea. You know, I think that's very positive, and I think that we can use that model, like, on a global level, really. You know, we can in mm-hmm. a lot of other countries also. Yeah, for sure. And there's, like, so many different organizations working on this right now. Miracle Messages specifically just focuses on social support and uh, rebuilding social support systems for unhoused individuals. So, of course, that's just, like, one solution um, in this really large fight against homelessness, right? Um, so I think the key thing to take away there, too, is that we really need to be working together. Uh, Miracle Messages partners with a lot of other organizations as well because, you know, homelessness is not a one-dimensional problem. There's so many different aspects to it. Um, and we can't solve it if we're working individually in little silos, right? We really have to yes. partner. Partnerships are really important. Um, I love yeah. it because that's what the Divas is all about also. It's about the collaborations working together because yeah. realizing that we can't all do it by ourselves, but if we have others help us, assist us in what they're good at, then we can really join forces and create positive change. For sure. And that's why I, like, when I heard about Divas That Care, I was like, oh, this is amazing. We have a whole um, whole co- network of people, whole community of people coming together to do amazing things. So awesome job on your side, too. That's amazing. Of course, that's the bill. Well, we love it. We love being able to listen to amazing women like yourself, learn about what you're doing, and see how we can assist you in all that we can do, like, because we can get different connections that way. Um, you have an award uh, awards event coming up, or did that already happen? Yeah, so it's coming up, definitely. Um, it's coming this Wednesday, so definitely come join our third annual Virtual Good Neighbors Award event, and we're all officially invited. Um, and it's our event where we celebrate all the people behind the scenes who make Miracle Messages possible. Um, you can learn more about Miracle Messages and hear heartwarming stories from our unhoused friends. And it's a free registration. So encourage everyone to come and find out more about Miracle Messages and what we do. Um, and I believe that we can probably put the link in the show notes somewhere to the registration. I will be able to do that. Yes, Perfect. no, I'm really excited. I'm going to be posting all your social media links with ours because I think it's really important for our listeners to check you out and all that you're doing. Uh, Julia, one of the things I want to ask you also, what is next for you? I know that you're still finishing off university here. Uh, Tell us what is the next process for you and what does the future hold for you? (laughs) That's a great question. (laughs) Um, I think in the immediate future, once I graduate, I'm actually, I, I secured a job as a product manager at Adobe. 
Um, so I'm hoping to continue helping Adobe build its own community internally. Um, and then also I'm going to be continuing to volunteer and work with Miracle Messages, uh, at least for the foreseeable future. Um, I mean, I'm always thinking about future plans and stuff, but that that's what's on the outlook so far. <laughs> I love it. It's so you're so inspiring for a lot of our listeners to see what is available out there and how you're using it. And you're doing it at such a young age, um, Julia. What kind of tips, kind of tools can you leave our listeners today? You know, for people that are around your age, but also for people, you know, older. Yeah, for sure. Um, for people who are around my age, or people who are you know just about to go into university. Um, I'd really encourage everyone to consider different education paths if possible. And if it's a good fit, you know, you should really explore your options. And especially if there's a chance for you to go study abroad, I would definitely take it. Um, it just gives you a completely different perspective on things. It widens your perspective on uh, issues and makes everything just really relative. <laughs> um, and then I'd also put more effort into and this is not just for students, but I think for um, our older adults as well, like anyone, um, I think it's really important to put effort into becoming more culturally dexterous. So that means learning about other cultures, how others live in different countries, how others live uh, differently within your same country. You know, inequality is real. Um, we should definitely be a little more um understanding and more open-minded, I think, um, in terms of even when you're just walking on the street and you see someone, um, definitely take a second and just think, you know, what biases do I have in my mind right now? Um, where do those come from? So I think doing that reflection has definitely helped me at least come to where I am. And that's a huge part of why I you know, help volunteer at Miracle Messages now and do what I do because I did that reflection and I still constantly am trying to improve that as well. I love that. Thank you so much for that wonderful tip. I want to thank you so much for being my amazing guest today. Uh, you Make sure that you keep up the amazing work, girl. You know, we want to have you back on the program and hear more about what you're doing. For sure. Thank you so much for having me, Candice. This has been an awesome chat. Oh, it was my pleasure. I really enjoyed learning about you, learning about what you're doing, and learning about the possibilities. I think that's the the main thing is you're sharing with us something that you know we don't know anything about, and I, I just love how you're you're taking it with both hands and just going with it. So thank you. And as I said, I can't wait to hear what the future holds. Yeah, me too. I'm also excited to see what the future holds. As well. uh, thank you so much for having me. Oh, you're welcome. And you know what? A huge shout-out to all of our listeners. I'm going to be posting Julia's information on our Facebook and all of our social media because I think it's really important for you to check her out. And what an amazing life she's living, you know, all through this, this great program that she's doing through Minerva University. She's learned so many things. And so make sure that you check her out, check out what she's doing, and keep up with her because I think she's going to surprise all of us in all the great things that she's doing. So thank you again, Julia. Thank you to all of our amazing guests through the years. You know, we love having these fantastic guests on our program because they they really change our, our minds. I think they open our eyes to all the possibilities of the world. So thank you again. I hope that each and every one of you has a fantastic day. Until next time, everyone. Thanks for listening. This show was brought to you by Divas That Care. 
Connect with us on Facebook, on Instagram, and of course on divasthatcare.com where you can subscribe to our newsletter so you don't miss a thing.